Welcome to Living with Victory Ministries podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Teague's Grocery and Corner Cafe at 130 Soco Road in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. In a moment, Lorene and Tony Giorgio. So if life has left you kicking up dust, keep listening, keep looking up and grab your umbrella, get ready to sing in the Climbing out of your despair. Last week, we covered this subject with the scripture verse from Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 10, which is something that we've been abiding by in our lives for quite so many years. Hi, this is Tony Giorgio, host of Living with Victory Radio Ministry. I know it's been a while since we've been on the broadcast of Hope and Encouragement, but we are back. And as you may know, it has been a roller coaster ride without a doubt. And I want to thank you for downloading and keeping up with us and listening in on your Podbean apps and whatever apps you have to the podcast. And if you would share these podcasts, it would help us greatly, especially at this time. Now, Lauren and I are going to continue from last week to tell you about the adventures through 2020 and beyond to date. Remember, please, our sponsors, Teague's Grocery and Cafe in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. I'm going to introduce my sweet wife, Laureen, who will have the scripture that we were using and also some thoughts between us about what was going on. Hi, everyone. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 10 again. It's worth reminding ourselves about these scriptures. We are hedged in, pressed on every side, troubled and oppressed in every way, but not cramped or crushed. We suffer embarrassments and are perplexed and unable to find a way out, but not driven to despair. Jesus is always with us. We are pursued, persecuted, and hard driven, but not deserted to stand alone. We are never alone. We are struck down to the grounds, but never struck out and destroyed always carrying about in the body the liability and exposure to the same putting to death that the Lord Jesus suffered, so that the resurrection life of Jesus also may be shown forth by and in our bodies. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in us to raise us out of our tribulations. In the beginning, so to speak, pandemic-wise, we did go to Orlando, Florida, to our very first PodFest convention. And while in Orlando, realized that the pandemic had hit the United States and was all around us, really. And understand, we are sitting in a hotel with 2,500 people from all over the world who came there. We had quite a few people who who were huggers, there were no masks, 
and we're in the middle of it. Through that whole mess, we're here talking to you, okay? But Jesus came along. We prayed through every situation that faced us until we got home. Of course, getting home, life changed drastically. We were delayed in Orlando because we couldn't get out. It took us another week and we had to spend a little bit more money on another hotel and all of that. Coming back, well, restaurants were closed and, you know, shelves were empty at the supermarkets. That, to us, was unheard of. You know, we are spoiled here in America. We, we really go are. In and anything you want, you just pull off that shelf. We forged ahead, and we made it. Lo and behold, you know, comes up to... October this, this, 31st. I, you never forgot that, did you? <laughs> October 31st. I'm not feeling too good, and my leg is bothering me. If you know my history, I had blood clots in my right leg, and, and it doesn't function like it should. And every once in a while, it bothers me. Well, this time it bothered me real good. I ended up with cellulitis, which I've had before, where because of the, the lack of flow of blood, bacteria sets in sometimes. And so there I am, not feeling well. I ended up going the emergency room. We get there, they do the diagnosis and all, but they're going to keep me because they, they want to give me antibiotics that will help the situation. I was admitted. I spent at least three days in there with the cellulitis, mm -hmm. but sepsis had set in. A deadly situation, to say the least. They were concerned for your liver. I got through that, and I'm home now, and I'm good now, good to go. I'm in good shape. I'm doing better. Legs feeling better. So finally, I get the okay from the doctor to go back and do whatever I can do. Go. I could drive now. Poor Laureen, she's my caregiver here now. Mind you, and mind you, pandemic's all over us. Now we've got face masks. I gotta watch where we go, how we go. We don't go anywhere but to go food shopping if you can find it. Now it's it's coming time for New Year's Eve. Let's do something. Maybe buy some f food. You know, food. That's <laughs> us. We eat, right? <laughs> well, we didn't uh, have to cook. We go to the grocery store and I drive for the first time because Doc said Oh, you know, you're in good shape. You can drive. Okay, fine. And I do so. I come home. We get everything for New Year's Eve. It's Wednesday, right? The Wednesday, Wednesday. before New Year's. And I'm not feeling too good all of a sudden. Come home and it's like a trigger. Boom. I'm not well. I'm feeling the old feeling I did back in October. Only now I've got fever. I'm really sick. I'm going down for the count. Let's call the emergency room here. Only this time, pandemic has set in pretty well. So they're doing the thing where your family members can't come with you. So Maureen is told to wait in the car. I know that with this pandemic, there are a lot of people that have experienced this. I could tell you firsthand, it wasn't a very pleasant thing and it was a very stressful period of time to know that he went into the the emergency room and I had to leave him there and no one even called me to let me know how he was doing or what was happening. If we didn't have our cell phones, which thank God they didn't run out, we called each other periodically and that's how I knew a little bit of what was happening. But I could understand 
how anyone would feel and how helpless you feel. As I was sitting in that car, I just said, you know, Lord, I don't understand this. I really don't understand, but I know you have a purpose for it. I know you're going to take care of him and you're going to take care of the whole situation. And I just started to sing. I started to sing praise songs to him. I I was talking to him and not blaming. I was thanking him. I was praising him. And then I would just sit and think a little bit and then pray some more. And I'll tell you what, you can't get through a situation like that without prayer. And that's what this program is about this episode to get the victory that you need and to realize 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 10, you need to pray and be in contact with him because he does want a personal relationship with us and talk to him. He wants to know that you trust him enough to ask him for things to take care of a situation, to heal. He wants to know how badly you want that to keep asking asking and seeking and finding. In fact, Luke 11.10 says, For everyone who asks and keeps on asking receives, and he who seeks and keeps on seeking finds, and to him who knocks and keeps on knocking, the door shall be opened. In my just talking with him, I was praying with him, but I was letting him know, you're my king of kings and my lord of lords, and I'm trusting you. I am weak in this. I have no control over this. I have to come to you who has control over everything, and I'm coming to you now to please take care of this situation where I can't crushed and oppressed and troubled and all. Yeah, I'm in the hospital. I have fever. It's during the night. Of course, I'm not planning a trip to the hospital, so my cell phone is running out. I didn't bring my cord to get the power going. She's in the car. I pick up the phone to call the front, and the phone doesn't work in the room. So I'm painting this picture, you understand? And I can't fend for myself. I don't feel good. I can't talk. As time went by, and I'm thinking she's in the car all by herself. You know, now I have no communications at all. And during the, the, the later part of the night, I got really sick. I couldn't breathe. My asthma was getting to me, my attacks. I can't get to the nurse's station to buzz them because they didn't tie the call button to the bed like they do. I've got intravenous. I got everything in my arms. Doors closed, I can't get anybody, all right? In my mind pops up the fact that this is an emergency, okay? It's an emergency. Thank God for the spirit to lead you sometimes. I think it was a God thing because call 911. Oh, okay, on a phone that doesn't work. Try it anyway, okay, something. I know what it was. I pick up that phone, I hit 911, and I got 911. I said, look, I explained to them, I'm in the hospital, can't get to the nurse. I need you, please, could you call the front desk and let them know? And they did so to get me help. Of course, the charge nurse wasn't too happy, but the Lord led me. The phone worked. It's all in God. It's all because we were trying to make sure that we were in tune to him during this. We couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. I was hoping I I was dead. I couldn't take anymore. Prayer does make a difference. 
It absolutely is gold in times like this because you can trust God. You're out there and some people have cancer, some people have lost loved ones and all. We are pursued, it says in verse 9, persecuted and hard driven, but not destroyed to stand alone. We are never alone. We are struck down to the ground, but never struck out and destroyed because Jesus is there within us. And because of his suffering and his death and ultimate resurrection of life, he left us his spirit and it's within us. And prayer goes right along with that. So never, ever worry and climb out of your despair. You can do it. We all have that propensity to do it. But you have to know your Lord Jesus Christ and that prayer does work. Believe me, because without the prayers, I wouldn't be here right now. We couldn't communicate with each other. And at least I knew that by praying, God had it all in hand. We'll continue this next week with more stories of other people beside ourselves. Paul reminds us that though we may think we are at the end of our rope, we are never at the end of our hope. Our perishable body is subject to sin and suffering, but God never abandons us. Remember, your Lord and Savior is a living God, and just talk to him. You don't have to have fancy prayers and, you know, tradition. Just talk to him. He's a living God. God bless. Jesus loves you, and he's always with us. Tune in next week for the rest of the story, and share this if you can. We'd appreciate that. Tell your friends. And this is Tony. And Laura. Jesus is your umbrella in the storm. You can become a Living with Victory Ministries patron with a monthly donation of $5 or more. Simply go to livingwithvictory.podbean.com. That's livingwithvictory.podbean.com and click on the PayPal button. Thanks for listening. So if life has left you kicking up dust, keep listening, keep listening.